giving dana, an offering, a gift. We do it to the level where the mind has peace, faith and rapture, and that the object of dana given is gained purely as well. So before we give dana, the mind is very delighted and uplifted to give, and we are pleased and content to give and abandon it away. And those who give dana regularly, who have rapture and fullness of heart arise. Wherever they are, they want to have an opportunity to make merit and give dana constantly. So this is one who does it often, making good karma through giving, through abandoning. The mind is uplifted, constantly thinking of doing dana. The object of dana may be material, or it can be vitya dana, giving knowledge. The teachers who educate others, they teach with an uplifted mind and enjoy and want to give knowledge to the students. So this is giving dana. And at the time we are giving, the mind should be uplifted, not clouded. There is determination to give, and the mind is uplifted. After having given it away, we think back to having given that dana, and the mind is uplifted once again. So this is the pure intention at the time of doing it, and being pleased when doing it. And after having done it, the mind is really uplifted. So this is merit that is arising. The merit for someone who gives, who has abandoned it away. Those who receive should be one who is an incomparable field of merit. So the receiver of the dana needs to be pure as well. They have sila, morality, virtue, and goodness. The giver and receiver can both be lay people who have sila and dhamma. So then giving dana will give more results to us. And here we need to have sati, mindfulness, and wisdom as well. Like all the things in the world that we like and buy, we will choose things that are good and have value. The object is worth our money that we have done and bought it. Whether it is a consumable or food, if it was expired, we wouldn't buy it. Or if it is something close to its expiry date, we wouldn't buy or like it, because it will expire soon and we wouldn't have time to consume it. So clothing and garments are the same, or for our dwelling, or building a house, we need to build it to be livable, pleasant to live in, clean and safe. So, in giving dana, we need to have wisdom in giving. And we can see that in living life, we can't lose our mindfulness or lose our wisdom. If we lose our mindfulness and wisdom and become full of greed, then we will go badly. Like if we want to invest just a little, but get back a lot of money, it won't go well. The noble disciples within the Dhamma and discipline of the Sama Sambuddha, the perfectly self-awakened Buddha, are free of mental stains, that is, stinginess. Even in the householder's life, they have a mind that is brimming with generosity and self-sacrifice. And the ones who are able to give dana, they possess wisdom. 
even the noble disciples of the Samasambuddha, who are lay people, can give dana very abundantly. This is because they have wisdom in generosity and self-sacrifice. They see stinginess as being something bad. So they have giving consistently. And giving good things, one will naturally receive good things as well. So what are the good things? They are giving things that are clean, giving things that are of quality, giving things according to time and occasion, according to appropriateness, and knowing how to select. This is done regularly, and the mind is bright. Having given, and one is delighted. Venerable Ajahn Chah retold that his mother planted a mango tree, and when she picked the big mangoes, she would think of the monks and take it to offer to the monks first. This is giving things that are good, things that are of quality, and then we will naturally receive things that are of quality as well. Because whatever karma we make, we will receive that. Like giving rice or water that is clean, that is of quality, appropriate to the occasion, and we give regularly to those who are practicing, or it can be friends in the holy life, and after having given, we don't feel like it's a waste. This is very important. Sometimes we have made the decision to give, but we give and we feel it's been wasted. Then having made merit, we won't get it fully. So one who has mindfulness and wisdom will naturally see that this dana has good results. Then giving more and more dana, we will have the question that, how rich do we want to be? If we have wealth, what will we do with it? If we like doing dana, we think we will give this wealth away, so it is of benefit. As all the wealth of the world, we can't take it with us. So when we will give dana, we set up our minds well. Before we give, we go over it in the day that our mind has to be uplifted and giving to the place we have faith and our mind is bright. We are delighted and don't feel bad about it. The receiver is free of greed, anger, delusion or they have sila and dhamma. They may not be to the level of being freed from all the kilesas, mental defilements, but at the least they are someone who is determined to give up the defilements. And here the Sammasambuddha has taught and answered about dana. Those who want the results of merit and dana, who has a mind fond of giving dana, should try to accumulate it. We may think that after we die, we will receive the results of that dana, so then we give dana. Or after dying, we want to be friends of the Devas, the divine beings, like on the level of the Chattu Maharajika, the four great kings. Then we can determine our mind for that. But the highest is the giving of dana without wanting any results in return at all. Giving dana for goodness, giving dana to self-sacrifice, doing it with letting go and not wanting anything. This will have even more results, because our mind is pure. So this is important. But some people give dana, thinking that their parents have given dana, and to maintain these traditions, 
so then they make merit and give dana. Or having metta, goodwill and compassion in assisting those who don't earn their own living to find the four basic requisites, like all the monastics. So we sacrifice and give them a part of what we have so that they have time to practice Dhamma, can see and attain to Dhamma, or to develop their parami, spiritual perfections, higher, because they don't make or cook food like us. And even in the past eras, when there were no monastic sangha, but there were hermits who practiced austerities, who had many jhana absorptions, and those who had faith would give dana to those who were developing their minds, training in samadhi, concentration, which has a lot of benefits as well. King Persenadi, who was the ruler in the kingdom of Kosala, he asked the Buddha, where should dana, a gift, be given? The Buddha answered that we should give to those who we have faith and inspiration in. Whichever person or group we are inspired by, we should give it to them. If one gives and there is no faith, then our mind is not at ease. Here King Pasenadi had a lot of wisdom and further asked, where would one's gift be given to be very fruitful? The Buddha said that if you want to have fruitful results, you have to give to those who have sila dhamma, morality. Giving dana to those without sila, you will gain as well, but it's not as fruitful. But it's not that we don't give to them at all. To make merit, we have to give dana to others as well. To those who are under us, who we're looking after, we give them encouragement, charity, giving knowledge, taking them to eat, taking them to see various things, or doing things to uplift their mind states. This is giving so that they'll have enjoyment and happiness, have energy to do work and to help us with our work well. And it brings up merit and is doing dana as well. But whatever our situation, we people should not be heedless in building goodness, in building merit and skillfulness, be it merit or wrongdoing, even little bits, give results. Like with each single drop of water, the water that rains down and sinks into the ground, it gathers together and can become a waterfall, become a stream or big river. So we are not careless. And in regards to the results of giving dana, we give dana and we will be admired and loved by the greater society. They are happy and delighted and whoever it is will want to associate with us. This is because we are someone who is not stingy, and we have only sacrificing to benefit the group. And our fame of giving spreads far, like the rich merchant Anatta Pindika, who was the refuge of the poor, feeder of those who fell into difficulties. And even in this era, we hear the name of the layman Anatta Pindika, because it is the excellence of individual giving. And those giving need to have Dhamma. They have Chaga, generosity, liberality, abandoning. Chaga is Karawasa Dhamma, virtues for a good household life, of which there is Kanti, forbearance. There is restraining the mind and sharing, 
giving. These are the virtues for all the lay people who are searching for freedom from suffering. And when we have this fullness of heart, then we can be confident that when we die from this world, the mind is bright, we are at ease, and have done everything completely. Our mind is uplifted, and it is in heaven before death. One dies and goes to heaven, a pleasant destination for sure. And here, if we have wisdom towards ourselves, then we will know what we have to do. We associate with good friends, and they can lead us to find better things, to find those who have sila and dhamma, so that we can give dana and make merit, or we can do it together with them. We have faith, and even if it's a little faith, it is our starting capital. Like if we are digging to find valuable minerals, we want gold or gems, then initially when we dig, we will find stones and pebbles, but we can sell that first. Then we can find tin, lead, then bronze and silver, and it can be used as our growing capital. And later we will sift through and find gold. So this is similar to associating with our own heart or associating with wise people, with good spiritual friends, Kalyanamitta. Even though they may not have gained noble attainments in the practice, but they have sila and goodness, then they will take us to meet with wise people. They will advise us, because they are good people and have gratitude to those who have given to them, so they want people to give to us and to have faith in us, and we will then get better things, and we will continue to get good advice, and then we will continue on to meet those who are Dhamma practitioners, practicing monastics, who have sila and who have Dhamma, and then to Kruba Ajans, great masters who are well practiced and attained. So initially we need to have wisdom and to associate with good spiritual friends. In the giving of dana, which is greater than material gifts or knowledge, which will free us from suffering of all the hurt in the heart, is abhaya dana, giving forgiveness, giving fearlessness. This is higher and is for dhamma practitioners, because it's true that we give exterior dana and we have joy and happiness, but the thing that is painful for the heart, which we can't get out of, requires Dhamma practice and developing the mind. And so is sitting meditation considered dana? We have given dana of all sorts already, and so we give dana of the sense and mental objects, which we don't want any of it anymore. We want the mind to be firmly established, to be still and peaceful, and there will be wisdom arising. And the more wisdom we have, the more we'll have the feeling that this giving of ours is easy. It's done with mindfulness and wisdom, with inner brightness, and with not wanting anything in return, so that our mind is pure. The Sama Sambuddha gave love equally to Rahula and Devadatta who tried to harm the Buddha. This was the highest love, so we try to slowly train in it. We have metta to those we love first. We have metta and compassion to those we love, to those we have no anger, ill will towards. 
to those we are indifferent to. And when we can do it well, then we may be able to give it to those we dislike. We're able to give, whether it's exterior wealth or by way of the mind. We can spread metta to them. May you all grow in Dhamma. May you grow in blessings.